0: The World Economic Forum elites who regularly fly over 400 private jets around the globe to attend climate change conferences believe that they are the best of us, and so are entitled to determine the future for the rest of us. We are experiencing their concentrated collective push to achieve that purpose and also to reduce humanity to a more manageable size. Whenever they witness opposition to such efforts to enslave us to their control, we are censored, cancelled, or imprisoned. This pattern is familiar to any who have survived or read about the anti-human history of Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union, Red China, or North Korea. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum and sings the praises of Communist China while calling for the end of Western hegemony. Acolytes of this evil WEF ideology like Justin Trudeau and Chrystia Freeland are found throughout the annals of power in Western governments. The means by which these elites trick the masses into compliance with their diktats are environmental and racial. The former to induce fear and uncertainty, the latter to divide and pit otherwise peacefully coexisting groups against one another. They forsake objective truth for the motto that perception is reality and by this method have shaped public opinion for decades. If the majority of people accept what they say is true without demanding evidence, then they have a free hand. The COVID-19 pandemic stands as a testament to the truth of this assertion. The primary methods the elites employ are bribery and extortion. We are hardwired as human beings to survive and thus to preserve our own interests. Now that Western societies have abandoned once accepted societal mores against it, taking bribes has become acceptable routine. This has completely infected politics at all levels. Since elites occupy most of the highest positions in Western governments, they are able to channel money from the public purse to themselves or wherever else it will most effectively serve their ends. One of the great advantages of occupying such positions is the ability to use the public's own tax money against their interests. This is at best exploitation, and at worst, pure parasitism. Alarmists shout that humanity is damaging the planet's climate so that Earth will become inhospitable. They shriek that absurdly expensive, impoverishing actions must be taken to avoid Armageddon point of no return deadlines have come and gone repeatedly since the 1970s, but alarmists are oblivious. They simply move the goalposts. The trend of climate change has oscillated between warming and cooling many times over the past century or so. The 1920s started with cooling angst and ended with warming fears. In the 1970s, it was global cooling and an impending ice age. In the 1980s, global warming was hot again, except that this time, the science was settled such that no one could challenge it. Then, climate change became the orthodox, omnibus term, and ever after, all extreme weather events were automatically attributable to humanity. Never mind that no real-world data exists to support these inane prophecies. Even after climate extremists rigged the game by placing temperature sensors in urban heat islands and were revealed to alter temperature data ex post facto, Satellite data became available in the late 20th century, but did not support the anti-humanity narrative, and so was either distorted or ignored entirely. Today, the only place where significant human-caused climate change occurs is within the various mathematical climate models developed by these maniacal anti-humanists. So-called elites know very well how pointless their climate measures are at curing the imaginary problem about which they relentlessly obsess. For them, the real climate change agenda is all about power. Justin Trudeau said this about climate change, quote, Even if Canada stopped everything tomorrow and the other countries didn't have any solutions, it wouldn't make a big difference, end quote. The World Economic Forum, the UN, And their Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, along with the multinational banks that promote ESG, set an extremely dangerous precedent. None of the 8 billions of people on earth ever granted governments global control of the products that we all need to survive and flourish. Nor did we agree to be governed by plutocrats like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, who were the keynote speakers at the recent G20 summit At which the leaders of the world's richest nations voted to impose severe restrictions upon our ability to travel. It seems that, henceforth, only the private jet set will enjoy the privilege to move about this imperiled orb. COP27 attendees seeking net zero emissions targets at all costs face major supply chain issues relating to lithium, cobalt, copper zinc and silicon, as well as the challenge of affordability. The supply of lithium for current EV or electric vehicle batteries is already so limited that Switzerland just banned use of electric cars there during the winter due to anticipated power shortages. Controversial plans around the world to open up lithium strip mines and ore processing plants have quite understandably upset both environmentalists and local residents concerned about the predictable ecological and human impacts. The Chilean Supreme Court recently halted lithium mining in a vast stretch of terrain there containing over half of the world's known lithium deposits. The European Chemicals Agency, or ECHA, also recently had its Risk Assessment Committee label three lithium compounds as toxic and therefore dangerous to human health. Myopic, deranged, anti-human efforts to cease production and use of fossil fuels is the singular existential threat to the planet's inhabitants, not climate change. It would lead us into an era of extreme shortages of fossil fuel products, such as was normative in the pre-carbonized world of the 1800s, That can only cause immense human suffering and death from diseases, starvation, and ironically, weather-related deaths, due to the cold temperatures which will kill seven times as many people as heat does annually. As for those clean renewables like wind and solar, they can only generate intermittent electricity produced by breezes and sunshine. That can charge your phone, but it cannot make one. It can operate a defibrillator, but it cannot make one. It can operate your TV, but it cannot make one. Nor can wind and solar produce car tires, not even for EVs, or the asphalt for the roads they use. It cannot make medications or life-saving medical equipment. It cannot make water filtration or sanitation systems. It cannot make the fertilizers derived from natural gas that help feed the planet or make the pesticides that protect vital crops. At this juncture, The only effective antidote for this global cancer is mass public action, as was shown by the Freedom Convoy in Canada, the tractor protests in Holland, the proletarian palace takeover in Sri Lanka, and the recent lockdown resistance riots in China. Collective public action can only come from making most of the public aware of what is occurring and how long it has persisted. If such a critical mass is ever achieved, then the real danger will shift to keeping it peacefully under control. There are no other practical alternatives to such massive public action. This is the only way to keep Western nations like Canada within a passing resemblance to what we knew just a few decades ago. Urgent steps must be immediately taken to ignite public consciousness of the problem. As Dr. Thomas Sowell puts it, quote, As long as human beings are imperfect there will always be arguments for extending the power of governments to deal with these imperfections. The only logical stopping place is totalitarianism, unless we realize that tolerating imperfections is the price for freedom." End quote. Climate change may impact humanity, but being forced to live without the thousands of products and energy derived from fossil fuels will effectively destroy modern industrial societies and with them, all of the health, wealth, technology, prosperity, and freedom we have come to know and to expect. Only mass collective public action can alter the policy trajectory ensconced by the determined, obsessed, wealthy, anti-humanity elites who have infested Western governments and institutions. Awareness is but the first step in precipitating such public action, but it is a necessity. This means that we must all become personally involved and invested in preservation of freedom and prosperity. Otherwise, they will win and oppose a new feudal society upon what remains of the human race.